welcome to the Phantom Zone. But I think they're maybe racist Just because I'm human They don't want my help It seems it doesn't really matter If your superpowers fire into the belt I tried to join the Justice League But Batman was a douche to me And Black Canary wouldn't tell me hi And classic magic to a middle finger That was 30 stories high I got a message from the great Avengers Hello, welcome to Now Comics I'm Luke Gonzalez Joining me is John and Ryan And Connor will be jumping in soon And we were just talking about what is this? Some kind of birds of prey? Oh no! Well, well, it's no longer Harley Quinn and the fantabulistic. They, yeah, something, they, they something. changed it. They changed. This is this the second movie this year that has had to have like a changing in something. So Cats had like a 2.0. Now they changed the name. Oh, I thought you were. Ta- well, I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of you know it. Like if people remember a couple of years ago when you had Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, so I was gonna say it's the only other movie I've heard do that. And they changed it because it's like, hey, Live, Die, Repeat is A, a better title, and and B, Live, Die, Repeat was on all the posters. So that's the only way that people, like, knew that movie. So, um, yeah, you know, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, I think, is probably what the movie should have been called in the first place. Even though, like, you know, the the surname of the movie I always thought was, like, kind of cute. Yeah, it's like, I get what they were going for. I just don't see why, after it's already out, why bother like it's not like you're confused like you're not changing the first two words uh i think i think it might help just like a little bit like i also think that movie might not do as like i think that movie will do like pretty fine on its second week which i think is like kind of like the real test it's like how much of a drop is it because i think i completely agree I, i think it could actually do as good as it did because people like no one went and then i think people actually go now that there is um the buzz. Like, there's buzz and like good reviews on it. I my theory was uh like everyone didn't go opening weekend because that's like Valentine's Day's the next weekend, so why would you go to the movies twice? So like everyone's probably just gonna go on like Valentine's uh, Day. Well, because everyone's gonna go see the ultimate date movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh that's this that's this week? Oh yeah, I've got yeah. my ticket for Friday. I'm oh, like, I, actually very uh, excited for Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, we'll probably talk about it next week. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to like I have to get I ready do, for that. I do have the numbers. So it, they spent eighty four and a half million. That's obviously not counting their whatever, and it's made eighty five million worldwide. Like I think that's that's very, solid. Like that's good. Like, like I think it'll they, it'll be in the green, but like it its opening weekend was very bad. But I mean, like you're also like budgeting a film. Um, it's like if this. If this movie had the same opening with that had like the budget of a suicide squad, which was like a hundred and fifty million, like yeah, that's a disaster, you know. Well they could have worked at the marketing better for Harley I mean, Quinn. Like, look at cats. Sure. Like yeah, cats cats is a pretty much a big disaster <laughs> on like yes. a lot of fronts. I think like some people like tend to like it's like, hey, like a really negative headline tends to like uh you know, float Wait. better than a positive headline. And I think the headlines, I think like the opening for Harley Quinn is like, could have been way better. But I Can think I just say, I'm look- even I'm- overall, like worldwide, is like not bad for a first week. I'm looking at the like what came out. I didn't even know Doolittle came out yet. Yeah, it did oh. real bad. <laughs> Yo, dog, if you want to talk about a massive disaster, 
we could still talk about Doolittle because Doolittle has a budget of like a hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah. Oh my God, this came out like a month ago. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I, I actually thought it wasn't coming out till like the spring. Oh, that's. Oh that's no. <laughs> oh no. It did. It did real bad. Yeah. And that's why, like, I also just, like, can't take, like, the talk of, like, what a big, massive financial bomb Birds of Prey is when it's like, look, we still have Doodle in theaters. And And I am looking at Doodle's almost made back its money, and that's all overseas. It's made almost $100 overseas. Yeah, Doodle's budget was $175 million. And, like, four weeks later, or three three weeks later, it finally made back its budget. I think it's like... Harley Quinn's or Harley Quinn's not a bomb. It's just slow it, start. It just didn't do well. Like it didn't do Deadpool. It didn't do Black Panther. Like it didn't do comic book movie at this time in February number I, of the I last couple of years. But I don't think like that's even fair to even compare the two. Like, I think it's fair to compare it to Deadpool. Uh, I think you know what you're right. I think that is like fair to like also to compare Deadpool to this. Like I don't think it's fair to compare Black Panther. No, to no, no. That's like a, that's a different it, thing. I, yes, because it's like a PG-13 movie compared to a radar film, and it's like you're already going to cut like half yeah. your budget. You have two rated R like comic book comedies that are very violent with fan favorite, almost to the annoying level characters starring who are being spun off of quote unquote horrible movies before them Mm -hmm. um but you know it's like i think like there's really kind of like no big um competition for birds of prey for the next couple weeks like out you know it's like if you want to say sonic Sonic, i think (laughs) but sonic is like a like like the opposite audience it's a Um, it's a kid's family movie so like the next big kind of film to come out is going to be onward and that's like the first week of March. It's like you got like you got like two weeks. I don't even know what's on where. Oh, uh, that's that movie that with Pixar. the magic, the CGI. Yeah, and that's still a kids movie. But but I mean, like you know, Pixar films are, tend to be like you know a a bigger thing. I mean, if you want to talk about like the there's like the Hunt in March 13th, uh, which but I forgot like, that's coming out. I thought that got put on the shelf. There's uh, like the Blood, fantasy Bloodshot, island horror movie. Bloodshot. Oh yeah. 13th. Fantasy Island oh, actually looked pretty good. Favorite comic book hero, Bloodshot. Oh man, I saw the toy in the stores, and I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> Do they have blood squirt? Uh, well, oh. no, no, no. But you know, that it's would the, take um, it from a six to a twenty. It's the Vin Diesel, uh, like figure, and I'm just like, yeah. they <sighs> are they are doing some CGI magic to make him look like he's still action star worthy outside of a car. Don't shame, don't don't fat shame Vin Diesel. <laughs> he, he needs his safe space. I'm like, kind of I'm quite surprised they're doing action figures for Bloodshot. It was at the GameStop. Uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But that it was like, but sense. there was like a there like they make a ton of figures for everything though. I can't remember. It was in the same kind of line as like the Marvel Select, I think is what they're called, and like the DC Multiverse, like is like that level, like a twenty dollar ish cost figure oh not like the, doing these yeah well really because he has a deal with dc that he's been doing i think dc stuff now oh mcfarland toys does a bunch of shit like i mean yeah. they do all those like sports figures and oh they the sports figures they used to do were legit as hell i and i have a couple of the horror ones and they did a historical line like i have genghis khan behind me somewhere bloodshot action it? figure or till the hun i don't remember which one diesel looks so 
Like, yeah, because they're <laughs> they're CGIing the shit out of him to make him look, you know, thirty five and in shape. No, I'm talking. I mean, I'm just talking about like the super white skin with the red eyes. Like, and I understand like this is like very comic accurate, but like he he doesn't have any eyebrows. And he doesn't have like you know it's like the the comic book check kind of works because it's like his haircut and his and his you know it's like other facial hair to kind of like break up like parts of his face. Well, um, I think the problem is like he looks like, like right he looks now like he looks cap. he looks like Riddick, but like in negative. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I guess like so to talk you know go back to Birds of Prey like I thought the movie was like pretty fun. Um. I really liked all the characters. Like, I think Harley Quinn's, uh, a, you know, kind of a step above her in Suicide Squad. Um, and I really liked Diana. And I really loved Helena. And, you know, it's like, and you have, like, characters like, um, you know, like Renee Montoya, uh, who are, like, very different from, like, their comic versions of those characters. But they didn't seem, like changed in such a way that felt like annoying oh, or like well, a only, bad representation of the characters. There's only one character they did that, and that's Cassandra. She was nothing like No Well, I mean like you know, Renee's like a little different from like comics Renee. Like Helena is is pretty different from comics Helena. Um well Cassandra's like basically it's just her name. She's nothing like her character. Which bugs the well, shit out of me. And well, I, I just sure. don't even understand giving like it's the thing that annoys me in some comic book movies. I guess mostly like the older ones, but it's like, why even give that? It's like giving a character a name when it's not that character. Why even bother? Just name it anything else. Because I think, well, like, and I think like also, you know, this is, I, I you know, like I understand. And there's like nothing I, I can say that will definitely change like what you think about Cassandra Kane as a character. Um in in this film but a lot of it just kind of seems like their first year of crime fighting like you'll eventually like you see sparks of that super confident helena like in helena but like she's still like kind of unsure of herself and same with like black canary and renee it's like you see sparks of what those characters will become later and um i'm kind of excited to see like where that come goes to later um probably nowhere i'm guessing unless this like makes a really big week too i well i don't know what warner brothers is gonna do i feel like besides what's already like in uh, the pipeline i i think it depends because i think it's um you know i think it's a you know what this does like over time i think it also depends upon like it seems very receptive of the people who have seen it really do like it and you know what this does in like video sales what this does on demand um like it could have like there have been films that have like bad to you know okay openings and then the sequel does like way better because it's like you know you have like that audience that kind of discovers it with having a second life yeah i just feel like studios nowadays don't do that like i feel like that's something of the past and that's just yeah. like now studios just don't wait at all. I also assume that Birds of Prey is a huge like merchandise thing for DC. So it's like yeah. if, if if it makes like a ton in merchandise, then it's like it'll probably be yeah. totally well, worth making a second. They're kind of doing I mean, a show on it. I mean, we're, like, I mean, we're getting a second Suicide Squad movie by James yes, Gunn. By like, James Gunn cool. with a completely different cast. Uh, Harley, yeah, Harley Quinn's in there. It's not a completely different cast. Like we still got well, like in there. 
No, I don't um, think. I think he's out. No, boomerang. Oh, oh boomerang. Oh, just yeah, boomerang, fan favorite boomerang. Yeah, uh, Harley. Just, Harley oh, will be back for it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> will she? I don't like. I guess they are. Have they even started filming or anything? Oh, yeah. they did. No, they, there's like like screenshots from like people's phones with like Harley Quinn on set with uh, James Gunn right now, like floating okay. around. Okay. Because like we have uh, the Batman. Well, Wonder Woman eighty four is next. The Batman, so, and then what? Shazam two is supposed to start shooting soon. So I, I'm I'm just basically looking at the well. The Wikipedia is not like the best, but you know, like it's it's basically like uh, Har- Harley will be back, Amanda Waller will be back, Rick Flag, Captain Boomerang. Those are like the core members of the Suicide Squad that will be back in this. Okay. Uh- are we allowed to talk about Easter eggs from Harley Quinn? Because there were some for oh, Suicide care. Squad. Okay. Well, they. Uh, I saw the oh. like I heard about the Wanted poster. Yeah, well, Boomerang was in there. Uh, there was she. Yeah, she's like walking by uh, the police station. Uh, and there's a Wanted poster of Boomerang, and she's like, "Oh, I know him." Uh, there was another one when they're like gearing up, and they, what was it? The cop picks up Harley Quinn's outfit from Suicide Squad, and she's like memories, and I'm gonna go see them soon. Something like that, but there wasn't really any other ones yeah. related to Suicide Squad. That was, actually other... like, that, that was actually kind of nice, by the way. That I don't know. Um, you like they almost kind of like made Birds of Prey in a way that it's like it's it's you know it takes place after Suicide Squad, but like they kind of also don't involve like any of the other DC stuff. Like I feel like it's also kind of akin to Shazam. Where, yeah, I was just like, like, oh, here's a newspaper article and a Batman. Or like, here, here's a Batman, like, action figure, and that's it. And that's really about it. Um, And I kind of like that, like, and if this is kind of, like, the way that DC's, like, and, and this honestly could just be, like, DC, like, not really seeing, like, what's gonna stick. You know, it's like, oh, Shazam's stuck. Aquaman is obviously gonna stick. Um, You know, Wonder Woman... It, it, got a second sequel so obviously it sticks so i i'm kind of like wondering if this is like a soft rollout for like okay like let's see like what what works what doesn't work and then we can incorporate you know maybe into other things later yeah well i would say like i think this being as weak as it was coming out pushes some things away from theaters and maybe towards hbo max more which i don't think is a bad thing like the DC stuff on TV overall, like, but even on the app has been fairly good. Like we mm-hmm. got a crisis on infinite earths movie, basically like a, like a double movie with the CW shows that did shit. That was fucking crazy. And like doom patrol, like all that stuff has like quality. So maybe they start pushing stuff towards that. Um, we already know what we have green lantern and Adam strange. So. I w- oh, and also, uh, Ewan McGregor was really kind of funny in that movie. Like he that just was like he just yeah. super hammed it up. That's well, good. That was, like that's that, what he should do. That was one of my uh, I, I think grievances I'd say with the movie was like the racial, the intimate relationship with Zaz and Black Mask was like very I wouldn't say off putting, but like not representative of the characters from what I've like read and seen. Sure, but like I, I mean, like I talked about this also like months ago, where I'm like Victor Zaz just supplies a like a stock sidekick villain that you could just like kind of kill off in this movie because like who cares? It's Victor Zaz, and mm-hmm. and I thought like Victor Zaz was like you know 
creepy in the way that he's kind of creepy in the books. Which but you know, I, ha, ha, but I don't know. Like I like Zaz and like Zaz obviously like trying to like just be this lapdog to Black Mask. And it is funny like, that we've gotten Zaz has appeared in like more movies than the Riddler because he's in two of the Nolan movies. But he's like barely there. Yes, but technically he's still he's in the what begins and I think the last one. Yeah. He's like yeah. the Bruce Campbell of those Nolan movies. Yeah. He just shows up in the background. Yeah, but they name drop him, which is like so weird. Um, I don't know. I I will check it out, which means I finally have to give in and watch Suicide Squad, which... I th- you don't. Yeah, you, you really don't have to watch like, Suicide Squad. Like, I do. like, this movie actually just, like, does, like, uh, hey, like, this is me, this is who I am. It's done this, like, kind of really fun animated, like, way. Um, but yeah, like... I think, I think being a radar film, like it, there really wasn't like a whole lot outside of like language and a couple like or like a few like very violent moments. Like it kind of just feels like it didn't earn like its R rating. Like I feel like they could have honestly have just put this movie out as a PG thirteen movie, and it probably would have done better. Yeah, like I heard one of the violent scenes. I'm like, like in the description, I guess it was at a club. And she jumps on somebody. And I was jumps like, on legs. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I get the idea of like showing, I guess, her being tough like that. But I'm like, yeah, there's ways to do that scene where you don't have to be like as graphic, maybe, and then get the PG 13. But like, that's in the par- the parental guidance trailer. Like, when that I went scene to the theater, jumping on the guy's legs is in the Green Band trailer. Wow. But do they? Sh- yeah. They don't show his legs in the trailer. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Oh. The uh, what was it? I think the only reason why I have an issue is because the animated show of Harley Quinn is basically the first few episodes, and that's the movie. But they went in a completely different direction. Uh, but I don't know. There wasn't really that much graphic violence in Harley Quinn, though. Yeah, it might be the cursing, because like if you have like, do they drop a shit ton of f bombs? They do not, but not, there's, that's there's a then. few, but yeah, no, you are you're only allowed one in PG 13. It's it's it's, it's like it's really like dumb. Logan. It's like yeah. Logan, where it's like you watch it and it's a rated R superhero film, and it's and it's like they gotta drop like a bunch of like swears to basically earn that rated R moniker. But it's like, it, like if he, if he, like, I guess Logan makes more sense to me, like if you're cutting people into pieces, like character wise. Like, if he's literally, like, chopping people up, then, like, Harley Quinn, because, like, again, like, the, like, Ryan said, like, the show, the cartoon, like, I think does an amazing job of depicting that character, and there are violent things in the cartoon, and they do curse, but they don't need to, but, like, you can still, that character doesn't need to be hyper-violent or cursing all the time, and playing, like, if there was just a F-bomb and they saved it for, like, an awesome scene, would have worked probably better than a million of them. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I'm just saying, like I, I kind of wish that they would have tried to earn a rated R rating a little bit more. And if they weren't going to, it's like, well, I feel like you could have done a little bit and made PG-13. You probably would. Yeah, I think it goes to like what you have talked about in the past, like that Deadpool thing of like, oh, like it's kind of like a way to like kind of make it a thing. And this is a movie that tried to do that, and it didn't help it. Oh, this movie also looked a lot like Batman Forever in a lot of ways. 
and oh. I, and I'm not like trying to like despair. Like I kind of like that neonish, like dark, like Tim Burton aesthetic. Well, that's that, when Schumacher was on a leash, still. Yeah, and and this movie kind of does that too. Like I, I kind of like wish like all like it reminds me of like a lot of the advertising for Suicide Squad that promised like what that movie would kind of look like, and then you watch Suicide Squad and it's just dark on dark on dark on dark. And then yeah. this movie, it's like, oh, like you have like this bright, colorful, like hot topic ish. Well, that's uh, a lesson like, learned marketing for it. And, and then the movie like actually has that look, and yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Like at least yeah. I'm getting what I paid for. Oh, so at least they learned the color palette that they was positive in Aquaman and Shazam, which appears to be the case in um, Wonder Woman as well. Where oh, that costume's in color now. Look how pretty it is. Um, yeah. So I did not watch that. I don't know if any of you. Uh, I watched all of Lock and Key. I did too. I finished I it. Did I didn't even know it was out. Um, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, instead, of, instead of watching Lock and Key, I ended up uh, binging Tangled, the animated show on Disney. No, uh, I like it's. I I found it to be fine. Like it has problems. Like again, I think this is what ages me. It's like. I thought I was going to get more of like a horror magic-y show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was and more kitty though. And it it's more, more like Riverdale meets uh, Narnia. That's unfortunate. Like, I just like, I, I, I don't care for the high school drama stuff. And my biggest problem is like when people in like real, or if it's supposed to be like real world and then they're introduced to magic, it bothers me when characters don't like shit their pants about it and doesn't like break their, like if they don't, like, if they're like, oh, my God, magic keys. I still have to go to high school, and they're still, like, shitty kids. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like, I just, like, seriously, you have a fucking magic key that lets you enter your head. Like, why does any of this shit matter to you? You can use it to cheat on all... Like, you can just throw your textbook into your head, and now you know all the answers for forever. Yeah, that's what I... That's My my thing was, like, why are you showing off these keys to your friends? Like, I Oh, my God, yes, God, yeah. I, like you're showing like what was it the guy the guy just walks up the stairs and he's like is that a magic key and she's like yeah you want to try it and I was like what are you doing yeah. stop shut up yeah like, and I know it's on. like Joe Hill Stephen King some of just like I haven't read the comic so I don't know how close it is to the comic book but like uh, I, I, I I'll check the comic but I'm just like uh, like it's I don't know it seems very the locking key the locking key TV show I I hear is not super whole. oh it's not at all like almost at all. And, and that seems like a weird take. That's why I was very disappointed. Like it is, like I would say, like you, if you, like you could show that show to like I don't know, like a thirteen-year-old and be fine. There's maybe only yeah, like I think the two, only thing two very violent scenes, maybe. Well, yeah, like when the guy, like spoilers, but like when the the range kid comes home to the guidance counselor and just shoots up the family, like that's that's like one scene, and maybe the other would be. Uh, a kid gets thrown in front of a train. Yeah, she, she just kills this kid. Cool. <laughs> Does he explode? I, I, no, no, like, she... she away. Dude, it, it was like... And then the door closes. She's like, what is... Coming. Yeah, I was, it was totally unexpected. He's like, what does your key do? And she, like, opens the door to, a, like, a subway, and she just throws him in the train track. I was like, holy crap. It was, <laughs> it was totally unexpected. I was just... I thought she was just, like, like, push him through the door. Yeah. But... Yeah, and, like, I guess the... the the teaser thing with the fire, like, it's like, I, okay, I guess maybe like four pretty violent scenes, but like, otherwise, it's like, it's nothing compared to Stranger Things, like, on any level whatsoever. Maybe they'll address that in season two, like, 
Maybe they'll hit like, here like get uh, a season two. They they already they announced it. Oh, did I think they? they got announced like before it even dropped. That's unfortunate. Yeah, the, uh, the they... comic is pretty fun. It starts out very like visceral with murder and death and gore. So hearing that they took that out is like kind of odd. Yeah, I know Eric from like the show basically said that um, he watched the first episode and he's like, yeah, they basically play down. Like, the mom is an alcoholic, like, in recovery, as opposed to, like, just being a drunk throughout the whole thing. Uh, I enjoyed it. They did change up some of the keys, though. But other than that, it, the, the keys work out fine. This honestly, like, sounds a lot like uh, when Netflix did Umbrella Academy. And I was, like, kind of upset that they changed, like, so much from the source material that they kind of, like, I feel like changed, like, the... Like the feel of the show, and this feels like the same thing. Um, having watched that, I read the book after. I still think like Umbrella Academy gets like trying to figure out how to say this. Um, a pass. They're close enough, and it's still doing. It's still in the same kind of genre it's playing with, but it's doing stuff a little different. When this feels like they like, this is the first time where I could say something like actually got disnified and like i think that that's an appropriate term do you think they got like worried that if they made a supernatural horror show involving like teenagers that they would be stranger things too yeah so they were like well like let's make it different from it i kind of think that like it's it seems like it's a stranger things that's okay for younger kids which is weird and i do think one of the other things like i think the writing for the kids is much worse than the writing for Stranger. Like the kids in Stranger Things, even in season one, like the older kids, it's like so, it makes so much more sense the way they talk to each other. And in this, it's like bad Riverdale discussions. Like it's that level of like, Woof. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like it's like teenage drama on like a soap opera level, like those like a tween soap opera level, like Pretty Little Liars kind of a thing. And yeah, so it's just like, it's not for me. I'm a 33-year-old man. I watched it. I gave it a try. You got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a try. I watched a whole season of it. It Like, when stuff was going, like, when shit was happening, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then they would go to school, and I'd be like, fuck my life. Like, oh my god, skip forward, skip forward, skip forward. Just like real life. Just, oh, fuck, I gotta go to school. Yeah. Uh, um. So, um... Let's tackle a couple of these news stories before we jump into our comic book. So a bunch of art's been released for the sequel to Dark Knight Metal, which so good. Looks I'm metal. So fuck. pumped. Um, I do want to read that thing that I think Alan shared it in the comics group that Snyder wrote. Yeah. So Snyder tweeted his goals for DC Death Metal make you care through big heartfelt moments, make it all connect, make you what the fuck give you way more than you pay for, make you cheer, make it us, yours, ours, rock the fuck out, and have some fun by doing it, because why not? Nothing left to prove. And I am hype as all hell for it. Um, I, I love should. the character design. I, well, specifically of Wonder Woman, looks amazing in this design, with her magic chainsaw thing that she has. I'm not a fan of the Superman look. Yeah. The brass yeah. knuckles. It's so 90s. I love it. Like, so that's the thing. It's like, it's so 90s. And I'm sure, yeah. And Batman with a scythe is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, this is like Spawn inside of uh, 
Which is so, well, Capullo drew Spawn for like forever. Yeah, and it was it's awesome. So he's getting to just kind of repurpose some of his designs here. I should really read Metal at some point. It's really really fun, and it does like it is definitely Snyder doing a Morrison. Like he pulls from Morrison, but he pulls from like his own stuff and mythos, and everything ties back in in like an insane way. And I only really need to read the six issues, right? I don't, I don't yeah. need to read yeah. like, any of the side shit. Okay. I would read the six issues, and then I would, at most, otherwise read like the one shots for the different Batman. Yeah, those but are specifically fun. Red Death and uh, was it Killing Machine? Mm-hmm. That's the Is the cyborg one. Yeah, that's Killing Machine. I think those are the two best ones. Like the the Aquaman one is what is okay. The Wonder Woman one is okay i like the green lantern one. Oh, the green lantern one is good too and the superman one is fine like the doomsday yeah, yeah the doomsday batman but the flash and the cyborg one are like very heart like like very heart string pulley yeah yeah the 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 death machine one is is yeah the death good. machine one is Oof. really good yeah and the, and the character design is awesome for both of those yeah, characters. Oh, well, yeah, all of Capullo's designs are, are gorgeous, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He just puts, like, a lot of detail in what seems like not a lot of space. It's very, very pretty. Yeah. And um, a book, I f- <laughs> to move on, a book I forgot was even existing, even though I read the first issue was postponed, which is that J.J. Abrams Spider-Man book. <laughs> oh, what? I did not even remember. Like, I, I bought the first issue. I did not even know. I forgot that it was coming out, and I guess two other issues have come out. And... Issue four was supposed to be in December. Then it was pushed back to February, and now it's in, in back to April. Man, nepotism's a hell of a drug, man. You yeah, think, like, if you're trying to get your start in, into writing comics, you would try and get a comic in on time? Now, I, I always wonder this. Like, is it the writers or is it the artists of why these things get pushed back? I think, you know, in, in these instances, it's... You look at, like, who has a reputation of being late. You know, Sarah Patel. Sarah Pacelli doesn't have a history. J.J. Uh, Abrams and Henry Abrams? I don't know. Seems like people who can't get a script in on time. Like, mm. it's it's like, you know, Shazam. Well, why is Shazam late? I don't know. Well, like, maybe it's the writer of Doomsday Clock. And a bunch of other really late books. Maybe it's a combination of the two. But, you know... In this instance, like, I would probably put money on that J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams are, you know, taking their time writing this five-issue Spider-Man book. Which I feel bad for Sarah Pacelli in this whole thing, because, you know, it's like, this is, like, money she's not getting. This is not work she's not doing. Yeah, I'm sorry, I got distracted by looking at the some of the art that was released for this new metal thing that was looking awesome. But yeah, I agree with you. I also don't give a fuck about that book anymore, but, like, I figured it was kind of a new story. Yeah, um, well, and then on the flip side, uh, DC's got some late books, so... Uh, oh, they're always they're, late with everything. Well, so there was a Birds of Prey one-shot from, uh, that was a black label book that, from Brian Azzarello and Emmanuel Lepicino, that was supposed to come out in December, and they got pushed back to March. Uh, and now it's being pushed back again to April. So, uh, there was a Birds of Prey book that actually came out today. I picked up uh, Harley Quinn, the Birds of Prey, 
from Amanda Connor and Jimmy Padamati. Uh, I haven't oh, had time to read it yet, but I totally forgot today was a Wednesday. Uh, but it was a black label book. Um, which again, like I don't know, like necessarily if the Birds of Prey book needs to be a black label book, but uh, Jimmy Padamati and Amanda Connor doing Birds of Prey yeah, is not a bad they thing. They can swear in a black I label was, book. When I, when we did like another show the other day, I was like, ah, I think like the black label, the way they. I'm trying uh, the way they like promoted early on did it such a disservice. Like, oh, just say like they're a higher level book, like higher quality, like people on it, they're gonna come out on time and higher quality paper, and they're a little bit more expensive. Uh, like, prestige or whatever you want. I will say this like, I, I did see the first page, and I'm not saying that this is the reason why I buy it. I, I buy like pretty much like most Brits and Prey comics, uh, but I, I saw the fir- first page and it's. Harley Quinn and I think Poison Ivy like on a beach and they have like like instead of like a bikini they're wearing like pasties and I'm like yeah that seems like an Amanda Connor book and I'm like okay I'll read this later um when I'm not like on the bus <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh oh yeah also uh there was I guess a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy miniseries that was coming out and I was flipping through that and I guess they were doing like some story where uh, Poison Ivy is going to change like the way that she is. And yeah, I think I read the first issue of that where she was like something happened to her and she was like not being able to hold her form. Yeah, so like I'm like kind of flipping through it and they're gonna like build up this big moment where like Poison Ivy is gonna say goodbye to Harley and you're expecting like this, you know, this big like kind of kiss and then you know Poison Ivy like going away. And you you flip to the page for the kiss, like the fucking moment you would want in like a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy like relationship. And it's Ivy kissing Harley on the forehead, and then running off to basically fight her other self to basically be erased. And I'm like, really? Like in a Poison Ivy Harley Quinn comic, we can't even get them like kissing. Like we can't do that now. I'm like, and I was just, I was uh, I feel, like, and it's if, weird because I, I, I feel like they've done that before. They have, like, and I, and I, I feel, feel like they my, haven't even been subtle about their relationship, like, at yeah, all. If, if I would have read, if I would have bought like six issues of that series and got to that page, I would probably been. Uh, but I actually do remember now. The whole problem it starts off is that like because she's the weird replicated self post, um, what do you call it, uh. Crisis. What was the stupid crisis? Heroes. Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. So that's why she was all messed up. Uh, but yeah, the other book uh, that is going to be late is Doom Patrol: Way of the World's Number Seven. Because that book is just always late, and I just assume like, hey, when it comes out, it comes out. And then uh, Legion of Superheroes number five slipped slip a week from March fourth, which, uh, in the grand scheme of things, seems uh, pretty fine. Mm-hmm. I do think that this. Um... To jump to the next thing, this crossover is hilarious. Uh, yeah, so IDW is going to put out a Transformers and My Little Pony crossover book called Friendship in Disguise. Uh, it's that's be- hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's- I, currently, they're doing TMNT Power Rangers crossover, I believe. Yeah, they just got their morphers. That yeah, sounds well, cool as shit. And that's like a crossover with IDW and Boom Studios. Uh, but what's really cool about this, it's going to be written by uh, Ian Flynn, uh, who writes, like, the vast majority of the Sonic the Hedgehog comics. Uh, he wrote all of the Mega Man comics for, I think it was IDW that was doing those Mega Man comics. They were, like, super rad. Like, 
if if you like Mega Man at like at all, and you like kind of want to know about Mega Man lore, those Mega Man comics are very good. Uh, but yeah, so Ian Flynn's like really good at adapting stuff. Uh, and then the other co-writer is going to be James Asmus, uh, who has previously written for Valiant, for Quam and Woody, uh, for Marvel, for Gambit. Um, he's written like bits and ends stuff for like DC and Boom Studios. So it's like a pretty good uh, Crave team. And I think the art team is like the usual My Little Pony uh, art crew. Uh, but yeah, uh, this will be coming out in November, so it's quite a while away, but uh, it's it sounds rad, and it looks like it's like a graphic novel, so it's not even going to be like single-issue comics, it's just like you buy the graphic novel and that's what it is, which I think it's like a better deal. Easier to consume for a younger audience, I would, too. It's just like all yeah. there. Yeah, I wonder if there's also going to be a point where the, the ponies transform in, into like robots, or if or oh, the, the robots is into ponies. The robots are going to change into ponies. I'm going to call that now. Megatron becomes a good guy while learning about friendship, and <laughs> or no, oh, it's it's Starscream who like ch- learns about friendship and like tries to like become better friends with Megatron, and Megatron's like, "You fool, Starscream!" And yeah, it's I'm I'm very excited. We all should be. That's a crossover that I, um, I don't think anybody actually saw coming. No. Uh, right. what, what else did we hire? Uh, Sony uh, announced uh, a time for a Marvel movie for next October. No one knows what it is. Uh, Venom Two is already coming out this year, so it's probably not that. Uh, I don't think they would have a turnaround for a. Uh, Morbius two in that sp- in that time span. They still have to drop. <laughs> I keep forgetting that it exists. Yeah, it's like I that. Mean, um, you remember we, what? <laughs> if people oh want to see like what a real superhero disaster will be, it'll it'll be Morbius. Um, I would remember, put money on that movie, like not making much money. Uh, I just want to remind everybody. You remember how they did an Alfred TV show? Oh, holy crap! <laughs> God, is that, is that, do the, are they still doing that? I think no. It was like a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it had to be. Uh, this is heard. not good. If we have to yeah. like, talk like this, because it's called Pennyworth, right? Yeah. Oof. I'm googling it now. I keep forgetting that that even happened. Because I think it was supposed to tie into. Um, yeah, it was last Gotham. July. It was supposed to tie. Was into it Gotham, Gotham wasn't it? or was this supposed yeah, to tie into the... tied into Gotham? I thought it was supposed to, to tie into the the movie universe. Yeah, the last episode was in September. Season two confirmed. That's not. That's a lie. Don't yeah. lie. Don't lie to the people. Uh, but I, you know, like, and I know that like Sony kind of gets like flack for when they announce like the Silver Sable or the Black Hat movie, which I I thought Black and Silver could have been like a really cool idea. Yeah, but well, if, a if Black I, Hat if, movie. Yeah, Silver Sable. No one gives a shit about. But I think that <laughs> that's also like you know a pretty good canvas. Like I think when... well, Silver Sable is like shitty Black Widow. Just white costume uh, instead of black costume. But she's like on a team with like the uh, Sandman and Dominic Fortune and, and and like those those are cool characters. Who who the fuck <laughs> are those? She's people? she's an Eastern European like super spy assassin person. I only know but about her. Uh, hair is white and her outfit is silver. It actually wouldn't surprise me. Like if I were to put like money on 
what what the film from next year will be. It, it, it would probably be Secret Six because we're starting to see like all those characters like slowly starting to like kind of like show up. Like, if am I am I like dumb or did wasn't there like a big moment with uh, the Vulture in that Morbius trailer? Oh no, that happened. That was there. Okay. Well, it's it's Keaton, but they don't say who he is. Oh, it's totally him. And he's taking out the trash or something, isn't he? Because he's in prison. Yeah, no, yeah, he's on the street. Oh, okay. Yeah. It could just be a cameo. Yeah, and there's isn't there like yeah, there's the Spider-Man posters. I don't know. It's. But I mean, it's like they're. I think they're like slowly kind of building up like a, a crew. It's like they want to do a, a Sinister Six movie. It's, it's totally there in the cards. Will they have all the villains necessary for it? Uh, yeah, they can do it pretty. It depends on which group, because like and. They have said that Mysterio is still alive. Uh, I believe is it's like he's been confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Con- I'm pretty I... sure that that somebody from Marvel said that he's still alive. Um. Well, we get yeah. So we get Venom two. So that's Carnage, and then who? Had, but I don't think Carnage would be in like in the in that no, movie. No, no, no. But, but I think... it would be like say it's like it's Sinestro, it's Vulture, it's uh Shocker, Scorpion, Black Cat. Because Shocker and Scorpion were both in uh, the first, where in uh, Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they could, they can do it. Like it, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I think it kind of depends on like what, like is, is dep- Morbius, Morbius a bad guy? Is Mor- if Morbius bombs as epically hard as it possibly could, I don't know what that means. Future of yeah. like those Sony films. Uh, and then the last story here is that uh, Strange Adventures, the next comic from. Uh, Tom King and Mitch Garretts and Evan or and Evan Shaner. Well, Tom King and Mitch Garretts, the team behind Mr. Miracle, uh, about uh, I Am Strange will be a black label book. Oh, cool. Which I again, like at this point, like I don't really know what that means, but I mean, I mean, Mr. Miracle is kind of a black label book that's not a black label book. So yeah, I guess maybe it will. I don't know. There'll be like a sex scene with him and Big Barda. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I think I've like also said on the show, like, I, I like know next to nothing about Adam Strange, and I kind of never. Oh, been. you said Adam? Sorry, yeah, uh, Adam Strange. He's a goofy. Uh, he's Flash Gordon. He's like DC Flash yeah, Gordon. He's, right? Yeah, he's Flash Gordon. Yeah, that's exactly. He's a human scientist who figures out Oh wait, out no, a no, thing. no, no, not, not Flash Gordon. Uh, Buck Rogers, right? Yes, that's yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't know why I was thinking of Buck Rogers, not Flash Gordon too. Um, he gets transported to an alien planet, and he's like their savior, and he falls in love with one of the women there. But every six months, he gets transported back to Earth with his Zeta beam. Yeah, you know way more than I. Like I know that he's from Ran. And no, no, that... he goes. He's human. He goes to Ran, yeah. and then he fights, and then the, like they are they fight like... the Thanagarians, and like that's about all I know. Yeah, who are the Hawk people? So, um. And I believe yeah, like, in I, most I, like, of the comics, one of their problems on Ran is that like they're sterile, and so him being there is like a way for them to continue to procreate. And his wife is like the princess. It's like very sixties sci-fi. Like, uh, but yeah, if, like if any if anyone's got like a way of getting me into Adam Strange, would be the team behind Mister Miracle and the Vision, which. <laughs> it's funny because like I really like the vision. It was a good, good book. It seems like that book is getting turned into that TV show. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> I I really hope Viv shows up in that. And which means that like, oh, maybe if this book is coming out, maybe that's the TV show that they're making. Because that was the rumor was that King was writing that TV show. That would be cool. Because why the hell else are they making an Adam Strange goddamn show for HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Um, was there any other news or did anybody have any thing they wanted to talk about that they're reading before we jump into we take our time um, machine to 2002 yeah so before um i, I won't really talk about it because it, it, for what it sounds like no one else like picked them up because they forgot it was wednesday but uh i read the newest x-men oh i uh, i did read them i just didn't realize it was uh, I don't know, ever. uh yeah i read the newest x-men and basically like all the stuff with like there was that point in house of x where mystique was asking Xavier for uh, Destiny to be brought back to life, mm-hmm. and Moira Mertaggart was like, yeah, we ain't bringing back Destiny back to life. That and, bitch put me on fire. And I'm like, man, that's really gonna like come back to bite everyone in the ass someday, and that someday was today. Well, it's Ooh. gonna be the start of being bitten in the ass, because uh, it, it, I think Masik is starting to find out that uh, they're not well, gonna bring back her wife. Yeah, well, they reveal, well, yeah, one, they drop, which I do like that she's like, bring back, I want my goddamn wife or something she says, right? Mm-hmm. And they reveal that bef- the, before um, she died, she which, told which, Mystique. By, which, by the way, like, when reading, or when flipping through that Harlequin and Poison Ivy book and seeing, like, them just, like, not, like, like sticking the landing, like, on that emotional moment, and then you see in this book where Mystique's like, give me back my goddamn wife. I'm like, yes! I, I like, I want them back, you know? Yeah. But yeah, continue. But, like, she's just, like, basically like, yeah, I have a thing to tell you, and you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy, and listen to me. Basically, they're gonna have an island, and everything's gonna seem awesome, and you, what you need to do is want me back, and if they say no, because they're gonna say no, burn the motherfucker down. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, oh, shit's about to get real on Krakoa. Yeah, Did anyone, well, uh, and there was like a moment also in that book where Xavier was acting like a real dickhead. Yeah, well, they flash back to when she's like, they like the previous one was like, oh, can you do this thing for us? And then it's like, well, I need you to do this thing. Oh, you can't do it for your fellow mutant. And then like she says something and he, and then he's like, oh, we can't. It's like, oh, you can't do this for your fellow mutant. He's just like, everybody has to do a thing for a thing. I think is kind of like his saying or whatever he does. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Xavier's always a dick. Uh, not as much as Mr. Fantastic, which we did talk about last week, but that Fantastic Four X-Men book, did anybody else read that? I did. Yeah. I was just about to bring that up. Because <laughs> but... Re- Reed is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Xavier's the same. Xavier's... Oh, Reed chipped his kid. <laughs> oh, I know that, but that's that's understandable. Yeah, but he chipped him so he couldn't go through the gate. Because <laughs> Franklin's like, ah! Yeah. And then Ghost, it's like, it doesn't work. Oh, it was so good. And I did like Tiger Mom um, Sue, where she's just like, I'll fucking kill all of you people. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Puts Magneto in a bubble and just lets him float away. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was some good stuff. Excalibur, I read this week's. Um, oh, Excalibur, Excalibur. this week? Yeah, oh, I, no, I'm sorry. I read X-Force. Um, yeah. That was interesting. So there's Reverse Domino? So I think... <laughs> Okay, so like the, the basic setup of this book, uh, 
in the first issue, like, Domino gets captured by, like, the anti-mutant, like, group that's, like, hanging around right now. Of one of many, uh, as we're seeing right now. And they basically, like, cuts off, like, pieces of her skin. It's her, like, almost her whole right leg, chunks of her abdomen, and her entire, like, left arm, possibly on her chest, up to her, like, neck, and then half her face. Uh, And so... This issue is basically like set up where Domino is talking to Sage, and Domino has had Sage like look up like all these like really like weird assassinations that have started to happen, like stuff that's like really impossible, like headshots from like mile like a mile away from a, like a moving target, like on the ocean. That's a that would be like a one in a billion shot, and there's and she's like starting to figure out that people are like basically like using either someone is like using her abilities to do these assassinations or is this one assassin who's doing like who has like her abilities now because of like this grafting and uh domino ends up like finding out like who the like you know she ends up like stopping assassination before it happens it's like this big kind of james bond-esque chase scene that's like pretty fun and like yeah at the end of it it's revealed that the assassin is domino but the negative but the negative version of domino so it's like she's all black except for like a white eye uh and yeah uh and she kind of has like a gray white hair instead of the black hair so it's like does it's like did they grow her in a lab is that's what i'm thinking that she's a clone because the other thing is that domino's luck is actually being bad luck she says like yeah. she she's basically not only it's not that she's lost her powers, her powers are almost the reverse. So like she has like die, she's like usually be like sevens or boxcars, and now it's always snake eyes. So that was interesting. I don't know. I've I've still been digging all like the X-Men stuff. There's just so many books and it's just too much. There is a lot of X-Men. It's uh very yeah. expensive. Yeah, and all of them like some of like uh the one is can't like ended, but like I don't know, like I'm not as interested in some of them as I was anymore. Like Excalibur has been interesting, but I it's not I don't know, it hasn't caught me. X Force, I think, has done a better job of catching me um than some of the other stuff. I can't remember. Like I think because there's new mutants and what's the other one? X Factor? Uh, uh no. like books that are coming out or books no, that are. No, what's the other because there's like five of them. It's like X-Men, X Force, Excalibur. New Mutants, and there's like another one. Uh, Fallen Angels, but that's over. No, there was a there was another one too. Because there's the one that Boom Boom was part of, and Armor. Uh, that's also New Mutants. Oh, there's two different New Mutant teams that that well, book's following. Uh, because they're doing two different uh storylines right now. Okay, because I like the one team, like I like the Earth team. I don't really give a shit about the space team right now. Uh yeah, so the space team is off like doing their thing, and then like I I think they're trading every other issue. Yeah, okay, then that's what it is. Yeah, because like the space team is magic, um, sunspot, and I can't remember who else. Oh, I also forgot they announced a Juggernaut miniseries from Fabian Nicesa and Ron Garney, and the art for that looks very cool. Uh, I'm also like kind of interested to know like what that book is about since Juggernaut's not a mutant. And yeah. are they doing a Deadpool? book for it for like krakoa stuff too soon uh not that i've seen i think they're doing it i think they announced that they're doing some sort of tie-in it might be like within monster island or something uh 
I, I don't remember. I read yeah. it on something a while ago. Uh, but yeah, basically, like with Juggernaut not being a mutant, but his brother and his best friend slash possible lover on Krakoa. It's like, what does Juggernaut do? I think that I think that'd be fun to see. Mm-hmm. All right. So, did anybody else have anything they want to talk about? I'm good. All right. Well, we're going to take the Wayback Machine to 16 years ago to Marvel Comics. Uh, uh, my friend, it's 18 years ago. You're old. Wait. We're all old. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 2020. Years no, it's not. It's it's that I can't do math. Oh, um, okay. Are you going to be a teacher? Social science. <laughs> <laughs> There's no math in that. Yeah. But this that's... does have more. This so this is so 2002. The Marvel has the idea uh, to take, uh, I guess, Mark Millar and start their entire universe over, which doesn't start with the Ultimates. I think X-Men and Spider-Man are the start. Uh, Okay, so the Ultimate Universe basically launches with uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Ultimates. Simultaneously? I believe simultaneous. Because I'm trying to remember the other book that gets added at some point. Because there's there was Ultimate Daredevil and there was Ultimate Team Ups and okay, okay. So it launches with Ultimate Spider Man and Ultimate X Men, followed by the Ultimates and Ultimate Fantastic Four, and then it kind of explodes after. Them. Yeah, because like, they the core the core four of those. Yeah, because they mentioned Spider Man and mutants a lot in the Ultimate as yeah. being as well as eventually they talk about the. The Fantastic Four as well. There's one offhand reference to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the entire idea behind it is to restart the universe as if everything is starting today, as in 2012 or 2002. Uh, so it's a completely new continuity and a completely new universe. The slate is wiped clean. Um, and it's like reinterpretations of these characters and how they would be in modern time. And this is kind of what the MCU bases a lot of their characters and stories after, at least I, in the beginning. I, I think I think there are like as you start like kind of reading it, there there are things like the Triskelion, um, you know, like the Nick Fury of this book, like stuff that they heavily like do pull from um this book for the movies. Mm-hmm. But like uh the the Captain America like in this book is not the, the same. Is not the same. No, no, no. Like, the Captain America we get in the movie is basically OG six one six Cap. Yeah. Iron Man it, is basically as well OG six one six. It's more of like Hulk is kind of a mix. Oh, I um, hated the Hulk in in this. I hate him. Oh, he's a joke in this. But like, there's like kind of a like I mean like the creation of the Hulk is a little bit mixed. The Triskelion, the idea of um the super what they do with the super soldier program super soldier program is kind of what it continues into the mcu um you know it was like kind of funny like rereading this book i was just like you know this book is like not kind of bad like not so bad like i'm like what was the thing i like i really didn't like about this book and then i got to issue six i'm like oh yeah i remember yeah. now this book fucking sucks yeah but the thing is like <laughs> what's funny is like it's a that is a reinterpretation of something that was in what like the seventies? Yeah, but it's just like if you're also like reinterpreting like Marvel continuity, it's like, hey, maybe don't fucking do that scene. Yeah. You mean when uh, Hank Pym summons the ants at Wasp? 
Oh, yeah, we'll get to well, it, which is why. Yeah. So we're going to cover one of these things. <laughs> I do think issue one, we could kind of like would just barely even cover because it's basically just the cap origins, which have virtually no difference from the 616. Like, what is different? He calls he, somebody an asshole. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he, it's the language is all different. He still gets on the rocket. It goes up, he stops it, and he gets dropped off in the Arctic. Um, and the end of it is he's found by a group of people who we don't know who they are. And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then that's kind of all of issue one. Like, issue one's kind of just the cap origins for this world. Did anybody have anything else they wanted to add to that? Yeah, I mean, the first issue is, like, not bad. Like, it's a super bare-bones retelling of the origin of Captain America. Yeah, who's kind of the only character we get, like, a real origin for? Yeah, in the ser- that's, in like, the also, like, a little confusing. Because I don't think they give us Iron Man's origin until, like, Ultimate Iron Man book. Uh, yeah, they just kind of hope you read Thor and Iron Man and... Or Thor. Hulk. I uh, Thor didn't which, even get his own Ultimate book. Which, uh, if I remember right, Ultimate Iron Man is... Uh... Oh, I know. I remember not, all the shit. Not good. He is. I can't remember all the stuff, but so his parents were working. His mom was working on this thing where, like, it would make people smarter. And but the problem was, it was in, when it would infect people, they would basically die from a fever. But since she was pregnant, um, Tony would be born with it, so that it wouldn't be a problem. So if I remember correctly, his entire body is basically made out of brain cells. So that is yeah, why what? he's so goddamn smart. Sorry, what? Yes. And his father is framed for murder. Like, Ultimate Iron Man book is goddamn insane. Like, it is. Yeah, like, half of the wrote... book is about his parents. Yeah, you know who wrote that book, by the way? Who? Uh, Orson Scott Card. Uh, really? Pretty famous, yeah, pretty famous uh, sci-fi writer. Is also, that Ender's like, Game? No, wow. Yeah. Also en- known later as, like, a pretty renowned bigot. Yeah, I was just saying, isn't yeah. he like a super anti-Semitic guy? Yeah, uh, he is. Yeah. I remember, like, I, the reason I found out about him was because the I, game Shadowrun came out, or not Shadowrun, uh, Shadow Complex came out, Shadow- and it was based it was based off one of his things. I like the game, and then it comes out, he's like, every sale of this game supports the anti-LGBTQ uh, yeah, community. He- and I was like, well, fuck, why did I buy this game? He's <laughs> Yeah, he's a pretty big homophobe. Yeah, from everything I've heard, he's basically just, he's a big piece of shit, so, yeah. Um, To circle back, so, issue two is where we kind of jump into the real, like, present day New York City, and it's Nick Fury and what we revealed to be Bruce Banner are talking. Then we get a kind of flashback to Spider-Man, which is Spider-Man fighting the Hulk. And so in this version, at least early on, it's like a Hulk serum and if he takes it, he hulks out, but then it gets out of his system. But because of the incident, um, he is not going to be the leader of this team to make a superhero team. And this is the first part, like, why I was, like, a little confused, where, like, we get the scene with, like, Spider-Man fighting the Hulk, but, like, Spider-Man's drawn, like, Peter, like, adult Peter six Parker. Six. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait, when did this happen? And I was like, oh, this book must yes. have happened, like, because the ultimate Spider-Man is like what, like fifteen? Like he's yeah. really young. Um, Did I miss a part in here? Like why they don't bring in Spider-Man? I don't. Uh, no, they just never bring it up. I think it's not so thought... later they bring it up that he's just like. Un- I think it's in one of the Spider-Man books that he's. They're like 
He basically tells him, like, yeah, you're just underage. The second you yeah. turn 18, you are leading the adventure. Because it's like, you have more experience than anybody else here. Like, you've been a superhero for forever. Which, I also read Ultimate Hulk versus uh, Wolverine. So, the whole Hulk and Wolverine, like, they changed the mutants so much in this, too. Uh, but Banner and um, Fury, which this is the first huge change. So before this, Fury was like old white guy. And this, he's literally Samuel Jackson with eye patch. He looks like they designed him after Samuel Jackson. And they make that joke in the comic. Yeah, they, bo- they call out both Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, which I think is just perfect. Like, it was yeah. almost like he just called it before it was even mm-hmm. thought. Except for the the Robert Downey Jr. joke is oh that one was like is it was is, is a very disparaging joke like yeah. I it's because like the whole scene where they were like all talking about like oh well oh they're gonna make a movie about us like who would play us in a movie <laughs> yeah, was it, doesn't Stark say like Johnny Depp or something for him no well, someone says Johnny Depp for him and he's like oh Johnny Depp like he's a hack and then like they're like oh uh, Brad Pitt for Thor. And the only one they got right was Samuel Jackson for Nick Fury. Hmm. So basically, this whole conversation is that he's demoted. But then we cut to the their former super soldier research facility in Pittsburgh, um, and this is where we get introduction to Hank Pym and Janet. Um, do they say her whole name in this? Is it Van Dyne? I assume it's Van Dyne. Yeah. So the big difference here is, which I guess is very subtle, but she's Asian. Is the big change? Hmm. Because uh, he gets made reference, and so Pym is working on his uh, very old school looking Ant Man helmet and talking about how they're moving. And uh, Janet transforms, and she's in her suit with her shield logo. Um, and basically, this is where the reference, like, it's the two of them. It's um, oh my god, I'm losing my mind. Uh, it's Hulk. It's Banner, and then he says like Tony Stark is on the team. And basically, this is where we start the beginning of, like, Pym is kind of, like, I don't know how to say it. Like, how would you describe it? Like, he's kind of... Aloof. He's aloof, but he's also, like, very egotistical. Like, I mean, with yeah, like, the, uh, like, I mean, like, I think it's, like, he's super confident, and he, like, he, like, it's, like, it's, like, he's, like, a guy who knows that he basically got put in, in charge of a project, and it's, like... It, it it's like his his like confidence is like through the roof. Yes. Uh, like I, I know there's a different word from the confidence part. Like I'm yeah. it's not it's, it's like egotistical, but it's not quite that word. Yeah, cocky. They're, they're, cocky. Yeah, he's Thank cocky. There's like cause he they're shitting on banner, but then they're also like joking about like Tony Stark, which then we cut to Manhattan and this is like besides the design of the suit, very similar to early Iron Man movies and Avengers of Iron Man flying through Manhattan. He's doing like a flyby, like windows. The way he lands in the platform. The only big difference is when he comes out of the suit, he's covered in goo, and the design of the suit is vastly different than anything I, else. I almost kind of like wonder if him coming out with the goo is like a callback to like like Evangelion with the plug suits. Oh, that's oh. a good point. Well, if you actually see it, he has holes all over his body. Like, the suit literally connects Yeah, them. there's, like, an injection port on yeah. his arms and everything. Yeah. So I do think it's very much like he's in a very like, amniotic sack inside. Uh-huh. And as well as, like, he comes out, he's drinking. He looks like he's, what, like a 30-something-year-old Tony Stark. He's kind of, he's kind of a jerk to Jarvis. Yeah, oh, which absolutely. Jarvis is an old... Like, he's literally, like, Fat Alfred from, like, well, Batman. 
Well, I mean, he's he's like he's, six six, Jarvis. Yes. Um, and then yeah, Tony and uh, uh, Fury walking through, and they talk about stuff. And this is where we get oh, um, kind of the way they're talking. It's like oh, so there's me, there's Pim, that poor little wife. Uh, he sh- uh, that he shrunk. Um, whatever we're me- we're marine, we like shoot up with banners. Captain America formula. And he's like, oh, can't we lose Banner? Like, you know, like we don't really need someone. Like, it's hard to trust him. Yeah, Banner sucks. Can, yeah. He's like a he's like a dumb nerd. And he's a ticking time bomb. And then they're like, oh, there's this Thor guy in Europe. And it's like, oh, he's like, and Thor's like this weird hippie anti-capitalist. Like, I don't know how else. Like, they like it's weird. Greenpeace. Yeah, he's, he's like, like a, green. Yeah. And then Tony's like, oh, have you talked to the Fantastic Four? And it's like, all the negative press they've been getting from their neighbors lately, I don't even think about it. God, this uh, also, like, this book just loves to just name drop uh, movie everyone. stars of that ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's like, I'm going to go talk junior. to the president and then go have drinks with Cameron Diaz. Like, oh, by oh. the way, do you know that my Betty, uh, Betty Ross is going to go and have drinks with Freddie Prince Jr.? Jr.? Oh, there's it's- so many pop culture references. They draw Shannon Elizabeth in like a one-page panel. Yeah, it's like yeah, a it's, full it's page. Like, like I feel like a lot of it was just like, oh, if we draw them in or we talk about them, maybe they want to be a part of our movies. Yeah. No. Well, they uh, got one guy. Yeah, so. fair yeah. enough. They got Sammy. Yep. So then we get basically we go through all that, and Banner shows up, and um, is it Janet that meets him at the helicopter? And basically, he's just like a douche to her, and he's all weird. And him and Betty are separated. Um, currently, uh, after she got into some weird guru thing, which I wonder if they're applying that it's Thor that she's been listening to, because Thor's kind of like a weird guru in this as well. They have a lot to say. Yeah, he was like I don't know, like it almost yeah. might be just a like a a topical reference trooper. for that era. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then we cut to the lab, and Janet's with Banner, and it's like, oh, Pim's gonna try his giant formula, and he does this whole thing, and the lights go out, and he's like screaming, "Oh my god! Like I can't! What's going on?" And then they turn the lights on, and he's just messing with them, and he's naked and smiling. And Janet's like, "You're a dick!" Like, and he's like, "Yeah, well, yeah," but like you- she's like, but it's like also it's like at this point, like Hank, it's like Hank and like Janet's relationship seems to be like two super confident people who are just like kind of in love with each other and i like it yeah well i that's going to say the other thing i like is that while this is a the um what do you call it, like the pendulette looking guy is like oh isn't this awesome mr banner or dr banner and then you have like the hook eyes i was like oh i like that idea of like he's just like it's like right there and in this case he doesn't have the formula so he's not hulking out but like it's just under the surface because bruce banner is like a fucking piece of garbage in this uh, comic. Oh, yeah. He's the most unlikable character so far. Yeah, and I think so. We cut to he's on the phone with Fury, and this is where they reveal that they've uncovered Captain America, and that is the end of issue two. And I believe issue three, they basically steal straight into the movie um, with the Captain America waking up thing. Like, I think they even pulled direct lines out of it. Um, So in three, we start with Hank in his very ugly ass giant man costume, which they even reference, but it's like the only thing he can wear because it's like a leather costume made out of like 150,000 cows. <laughs> yeah, and him. Um, and- I 
I mean, like, it's it's not great. It, like, I wouldn't it's, say it's bad. It's brown and it's just brown. other brown. Oh, it's yeah. awful. It's truly terrible. It's just, it's very boring. Like, it's very, I get the reasoning for it. It looks like an original X-Men suit, but, like, the first draft. I mean, but like, because, the movie. I think that's the point, like, though. Because this is, yeah. like, for, like, our humorous, they wouldn't be wearing, like, colorful spandex. Yeah. They'd be wearing, like, leather and shit. Oh yeah, no, that shows like mm-hmm. the Matrix influence shows up later in the in the ultimates. Yeah. Okay, so then they're like, oh, they have a message. And so we cut to the Triskillion and they're thawing out Cap. And this is where we get all the stuff that gets directly to the movie, minus a couple of characters. So they wake him up. Yeah, and by the way, like I really like all this stuff with Hank and Jan. Like with their like them, Yeah, like this is all cute and fun, and it's like, what a it's great just... couple. <laughs> It's, that's I hope, nothing, it's like, it's I, have, just I hope nothing bad happens these two. And so, yeah, Cap wakes up and it's like, my name is Dr. Bruce Banner, like, and I'm the new assistant principal for like the Super Soldier program. The guy behind me is like, just yours, Tony Stark, and the other guy is General Nick Fury. Um, I know this all mo- must look weird, but you're among friends. And then there's like 80 Marines behind him with guns. He's like, what happened to the nuke? Like, the blah, blah. It's like, oh, you neutralized it. We won the war. He's like, how long have I been out? <laughs> Banner's like, Oh, I don't know, like fifty years. Yeah, but like, also, Captain America doesn't believe that like a black man can like be so high up in the in the military. Well, I think that's like that's like that's not exactly what he's saying because this is what they, this is the part they used directly in the films. He's like, well, someone give me a straight answer. Fury says fifty-seven years, and he's like, sorry, like, but you really should have done your homework. The highest-ranking black man is a Brooklyn board captain. I grew up with him. It's not like saying that I can't believe it. It's like, I know the guy who's the highest rank. But like, he's like, but it's like, hey, it's 57 years ago. Like, and I think he's, I think it's, he doesn't believe them. He thinks it's the Germans playing a trick. But why would that, that, the whole thing about that was like, whenever Cap woke up and like Nick Fury's right there, like, it's a black dude. Like, why would the Nazis like be using like a black guy? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they do this exact scene in the movies, including that line. Like the highest ranking black man in the army is like blah blah blah. Like I can't remember the name. I grew up with him. Like I know that guy. Like you guys are messing up, and they do the guy. whole thing where he jumps out the window, and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" And the only thing that's changed here is Pym smashes him again. Pym is now naked, and they're like, "Holy crap! You just killed Captain America!" And um, he's like, "No, I still feel him wriggling." And then we have I don't even understand why, but naked Janet Pym, which will be a through point well, okay so because because, because also she ha- shrinks but why is she shrunken and naked here because she doesn't ever well, well i mean to be fair it also ha- happens to ha- uh, hank pym yes and, and it's like their clothes shrink or expand but i mean they shrink and expand but their clothes don't so it would make sense right that they're not wearing like their super suits all the time but like why did she shrink better question that's the better question (laughs) that's my point it's like why is she shrunk and why is she flying like right in banner's face because uh boobs obviously yes well okay so like also uh bruce banner looks very different than he has like in all the other com or like in all the other issues yeah he's much um better looking in these hospital things like he gets way shabbier looking going forward because I feel like any time that they draw, like when he's like depressed, they draw him like way more. Like his face is like a little fatter and schlubbier, and like there's more like 
Oh, it's exactly what they say. Like he like, looks, like, he looks like a chubby. Um, oh my god, what's his name? The actor that Pim says later on. He's got like the five o'clock shadow going. On. In this, it's like he's kind of shaven and he like looks a little bit better. And it's like, oh, like there's like no kind of consistency on like how yeah. he looks in the comic. Well, it's the one thing they like kind of dive into, like the mental health, because I think it was earlier in the last issue where Janet has like the bottle of Prozac that's Hank's. Or something like that, and they're implying that Hank's like bipolar, maybe. Yeah, which you know would probably be like a bad way of like kind of dealing with that character, but you know, Mark Millar is like kind of a guy who doesn't seem like yeah. he, oh, yes, he would write yes. that well. And so after that, we get into um, Fury and Cap, and it's like, oh, take it easy, Cap. Like this nose has been broken more times than Robert Downey Jr. And he's like. And then he's like, oh, and this is like the big major change. So Bucky, his friend, did not become Winter Soldier and is said like a, what, 80-year-old well, man dying of before, cancer? This is before the Winter Soldier. Oh, that's right. So yeah, so Bucky is old and has married his fiance, who was, do they say her name? Gail. Gail, Gail. yes. And this is also where they dropped my eldest daughter, Sharon's two boys. Because it's implied... Th- like in the first issue, that like Gail was Captain America's girlfriend, right? No, he straight up says it. it was my fiance, and my fiance married my best friend. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, and so Bucky, like, he goes and meets Bucky and talk, and then she refuses. Um, she doesn't want to come down. Was Peggy Carter a character in in comics around this time? I feel like she was. Wasn't she an original Cap character? Uh, yeah, she was created in 1966, so it's very weird that Gail is not Peggy. Yeah. Because Sharon is their kid. Yeah, so, which is interesting, so we get kind of the character we would get in, was it Winter Soldier or Civil War? Like, that version of Peggy. Civil War. Yeah. So, but she's old, she doesn't want to see him, because she's like, oh, last time you saw me, it was beautiful. What is weird is, in her, like, on her mirror is a picture, or she's holding a picture of her and Steve. Uh, and she, like, has a folder of, like, all the pictures and letters. Uh, I mean, like, I don't think that's necessarily, like, weird. No, no, I, I, I was, when I said weird, I thought it was actually pinned on her uh, mirror. Oh. But uh, she also has, like, a weird Sailor Moon costume, like, Sailor outfit behind her. Uh, I mean, mirror. like, that's, I mean, that's, like, her, probably, like, her old school. Yeah. school uniform or something but um i th- i think like one thing would be like kind of cool it's like as we're going through it's like uh i think the movies like definitely did you know this character like a little bit better oh you know, like, the thing, like well like even like having it to where she meets up with like steve like later on in life and it's like this yeah it's like mark millar like writing like this like old lady who's just like oh, i don't want to see him anymore because i'm old and gray well, but but like peggy's like you know she you know it's they, they do change it in, in i think it's ultimates 2 like they start hanging out um okay i i never write ultimates 2 yeah and they they like become because he like talks about which they get into is like he literally is so devoid of connect like he can never really connect so he just hangs out with Bucky and her all the time. Yeah. Um, but then basically we go to Steve has no family left and all he has is America. And then we cut to <laughs> <laughs> all he has uh, is America. At the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And Nick Fury and Ultimate Betty Ross 
are walking the red carpet and Betty Who's Ross... like a movie star for some reason? No, she is their PR person. She's like the ultimate PR person. Yeah, which is funny because there's like a character for that in the Marvel U. So it just, it seems weird that you would take her and then make her like the liaison for like the Avengers. The only but, like, thing I can think of is it's the only way to get that character to be around Bruce so much. It, it just seems like very odd for like Nick Fury also to be walking like the red carpet. Yes. Well, that's the whole thing. Everything is super public. So they, yeah. Uh, they're doing this thing at the Triskillion, which is in, I guess, an island off of Manhattan that they built. But I think and like this, I think this also like goes back to the point of like being like movie stars and celebrities and Hollywood. And, oh, like, getting we just those get we in. get to one like in a second because you have Stark and again like back to Schlubby Banner where he looks chubby and all this stuff, and then we cut to Fury is talking to uh, President oh, they, George W. And Bush. They and they also name drop Jennifer Tilly. Let's not forget yes. about all these celebrities. Um, yeah. So, and then we get, yeah, President Bush is talking to Fury, and then we get Cap showing up, which is basically the Cap costume we get in Avengers. God, I forgot George Bush shows up in this fucking book. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's real world. Obviously, we gotta have the president in there. I don't remember if we get Obama. I feel like we might have gotten, like, our first term Obama. Uh, no, in Obama Ultimate three. No, Obama shows up in Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, so I'm now jumping to issue four, which is the issue that opens up with a full page where Jennifer, where Shannon Elizabeth is bigger than Tony Stark, and they're in space. Which it's like, why, it's like, why Shannon Elizabeth in space? Oh, and then cut, but because they're on, <laughs> they're on Larry King, <laughs> which we get a whole page of them talking to Larry King. Yeah. Gotta have all the celebrities out there. Yeah, and then we see Banner is more depressed because uh, as we get into it, this they... issue, by the way, kind of has a lot of Dark Knight in it, mm-hmm. like Talking Head shit. Yes, it does. So we cut to Janet is showing Steve around New York, took him shopping, and she's teasing him, and she says like, "Oh, um, you're old enough to be my dad," and he's like, "I actually probably have ten years on my dad," and she's like. It definitely seems like she's flirting with him, but like, and he doesn't know how to deal with it. I think they definitely become a couple later on. Oh no, they one hundred percent. They come become a couple at the end of you know before this. the wasp is eaten by the fucking blob. Oh yeah, I forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah, hey, don't read Ultimatum, kids. Um. So yeah, and Steve's apartment is robbed, and they're like, oh. Did they think it's the Arab or the Chinese? Like we actually, they actually think it's just like a bunch of neighborhood kids because he moves into his old uh, neighborhood in uh, Brooklyn, and it's just a shithole. Which is funny because in 2020, that place is probably one of the most expensive real estate markets in the country. Yeah, well, it's almost like kind of wonder if it it was even this bad back in 2001. Uh, probably not. No, and it basically just kind of also feels. I don't know, man. Like slightly, kind of racist. Oh, it definitely is like implying that, like, like the whole street is in ruin. It's ridiculous. Oh, like look at how Brooklyn's become without Captain America. What shit all? Yeah, and then we <laughs> pop over, yeah, to back to Triskillian, and it's like, oh, we were gonna do a food art shoot, and the only person that showed up is Hank. Um, Stark's in space. Fury's called in a meeting with Cheney. Uh, Cap and Wasp are trying to find all of his old Frank Sinatra also, albums. Well, also Betty gets like Betty dresses down uh, 
Bruce Banner in front of everyone. Yeah, well, this is like where everyone, like the shitting on Banner, like where he's starting to like, you see the cracks like they're showing, which I think is like one of the better things is showing how we get to what we get to. Yeah. And he's basically like, he's kind of trying to reach out. And he's like, I think like this is like, this is me losing my mind. I'm freaking out. I can't break the formula. And it's like, oh, I was told I was going to have Hawkeye, this Olympic archer. Uh, but no, he's in the Maldives. Um, and like, oh, I'm told all this other stuff. And then we get introduced to Thor. So we go to Norway at like a pseudo Burning Man. And Thor is on the ground drinking. And I, for the most part, like the design and like everything, we don't get any of this in the movie. Um, it is an interesting take, though. Also- and I do actually think going forward, the Thor is an interesting take on him. Also, why would, like, hippie Thor drink Miller? Is that what he's drinking? <laughs> it's product placement, man. I didn't even I see mean, a label. Is that specifically it, what it, he's it drinking? Says, it says Mill on it. Yeah. The only other yeah. bill I know that says Mill is Miller. Yeah, he's not even in America, though. <laughs> Everybody knows adventure. that uh, the, the fine folk of Norway love a good Miller draft. Yeah. A genuine draft. <laughs> um, I... I'm I'm gonna break it to you guys. Like I'm not a big fan of Ultimate Thor. <laughs> I think some of the I, I think the idea of like everybody being like, yo, he's not really a god. Like he's just some dude with like a magic like with a tech hammer that can do uh, some. Uh, later on, he actually it turns out he actually is. Oh it's no, no, just no, no. That, like, I know. I do like the idea of them like not believing him. That is a cool. I like the idea of it being like a semi-human character that is yeah. elevated to godhood. Yeah, uh, and they're like, oh, he was this, he's a psychiatric patient, but he's got, like, these crazy powers, but, like, we'll deal with it. So he basically tells them to go fuck themselves, but if, like, shit's really bad, I'll come save people, and then they leave. Then it says, weeks pass. And yeah, this, and is, this is this is the moment of, like, oh, man, who would play us all in movies? And Cap's just like, who's Brad Pitt? Who's this? Because yeah, they're like, oh, Betty Ross has got a three-picture deal with Brad Pitt to play Captain America. Which I do, there is one line I hear, which is, like, I can't remember who they, oh, it's Fury says, like, um, and, because Janet's like, who played me? He's like, Lucy Liu, and it's like, oh, naturally, because all us Asian people look alike, so you could just yeah. have anybody, what's your backup choice, Bruce Lee? I was like, oh, that's actually kind of a good comeback for her in a book from O2, and then Cap's like, who's Bruce Lee? Which is also funny. Um, and then as this is all going on, and like of course, like any sitcom, um, Pim is like, Oh, you know that guy who'd be good with the bug eyes and blah blah blah. Um, and then they're like, uh, guy, guy, and banner's like right behind him, and he just like gets pissy and knocks over some dude's papers. It's like I was gonna say Steve Buscemi. Like, was that really insulting? Well no no, those are his papers. He had them in his like hand. Oh, I'm look I didn't oh yeah, they are his papers. I didn't see the folder in his hand, the other thing. And then, yeah, then we get the ensuing moment that is forever etched in everybody's but, memories. But yeah, it's not even just like, you know, Hank and, you know, um, Janet. It's also like, uh, oh my God, uh, Nick Fury. Like, it's like they're all like making fun of him. So it's like, yeah. it's, not, it's not even bad enough. He doesn't have the respect of like the two people. His um, peers. His peer. Well, it's, it's, it's Fury people, like, and Cap. Like, his right. Well, it's like he doesn't have the respect of his rivals, he, which is fair. He doesn't even have the respect of his peers. So it's like, why is he even on this team? Yeah. And then basically we go, he calls Betty on the street and he's like, I did something really bad. 
And he's like, I can't really. And she's like, I can't really talk to you. I'm in the middle of dinner with Freddie Prince. And it's like, uh, we were talking about all this stuff. And he's really interested in taking the super soldier serum. Um, either him or Nicolas Cage. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Betty, shut up. You don't get what I'm saying. I did something really bad. I'm really bad. I took Cap's blood and I mixed it with super the Hulk serum and I shot myself up with it. And she's like, wait, what? Why did you do that? And it's like, because I'm going to do, I'm trying to do you a favor. I'm going to unite the team. Um, and it's just also, I miss being big. And then we get which, him like, um, which is like a, basically like a big throwback to the original Avengers coming together because of the Hulk, right? Yes. They the original Avengers got together. Loki mind controlled the Hulk. Uh, which I've, I don't know. Like, I feel I don't, like I don't the mind. way the team, the way the team came together in the movie yeah. is like a little bit more high stakes. I don't mind this idea of Banner being like he is kind of like the the quintessential like nerd who's like no one ever takes seriously. Like everybody else is better. Like he's not good looking. He's not the smartest guy, and he has all these goddamn problems. And then we see him Hulk out in the ambulance, which is pretty cool. And then Hulk. <laughs> then we get Hulk's uh, first line, which is Hulk want Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, and, awesome. And we get our team yeah. suiting up. Janet's zipping up. Everyone's armored up. The Avengers are ready to go. And then issue five, which there are parts of the design. Like I like some of the design of this Hulk. I like some of the design stuff they do. Like I like the idea, of, like uh, that Hank can't just like go giant and go small. Like. He comes into we open up with Hank is giant and he's being like airdropped into the scene because like he like it's a formula that he has to take. And this Hulk is fucking crazy. Like it's insane. Mm-hmm. I hate this Hulk. I hate the color of this Hulk. I hate the Hulk's face. I mean, Grey Hulk is not bad. <laughs> but I, like yeah. but Grey Hulk saying that he's horny that he's horny fucking mm, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like like I almost want to read yeah, <laughs> one of his lines like "Get away from Freddie Prince Jr., Betty. You're supposed to be Banner's girlfriend." He's like, "Oh my God, you found this!" And then it's like, "Banner, too much of a woman for you, Betty. Maybe it's time you gave Hulk a try." And Betty's like, "God no. damn it, Freddie, do you hear me? Do you know what he's doing? Send it right now. Don't you hear what he's saying?" Yeah, and he's just like, "Hulk's gonna get you no matter what, Betty. Hulk hornier than a." And then that's when Hank shows up and grabs him. It's like, you're giving science a bad name, and Hulk just beats the fucking shit out of him. Mm-hmm. He, and I, like, there's this, he's literally has his crotch in Hank's face. And yeah, he's, he's like, I'm yeah. gonna use your, I'm gonna tear off your head and use it as a skull like a toilet bowl. <laughs> and Hank is hard, like, he's gonna, like, rip his jaw apart. And then, uh, kind of like the movies, Iron Man comes in and, like, uh, takes him away. It's kind of actually very similar to what we get in Avengers 2, where he's like, find me a building, find me an empty building, and he sends him to Grand Central Station, and they're doing their fight, and Hulk just is like, beats the shit out of him and rips off the helmet, um, and he hits him with some Sonics and blasts him out of the way, and then this is where we get the, oh, this is all Janet can do, which is... <laughs> Janet, like, fucking flashes the Hulk. It's like, yeah. I'm like, Really? And she's like a double PhD in the or no, it's uh Banner says it right, a double PhD, and the only way you can think to distract him is the Muddy Gras special. And she's like, give me a bro. Oh no, I guess it's Furious says it. And he's just like, it worked. So it's her idea. Well, her I mean, line, it's it's her idea, but it's also Mark Millar's idea. Oh, it's Mark Millar's idea. And Hulk's face is like, because she says, Hey Banner, Betty Ross got a rack as nice as these. 
which doesn't even like <laughs> yeah that seems like a oh it should have been like tits and they replaced it with rack mm-hmm. it doesn't like make sense and then then we get tony's being a creep and then we get the creepiest image of the hulk ever with his like pouty is- lips and crazy eyes chasing janet and then cap is in some giant tank and they start fighting and he's hit, hitting Hulk and Hulk breaks the needle uh, and just starts crushing the shit out of him. And then yeah, that's when Captain America kicks him in the dick. Oh, yeah. He hits him like he punches him in the face, kicks him in the dick, hits him with a shield, trips him, goes to shoot him with the, thing, the needle. And Hulk's like, nah, fuck that shit. Smash. And he's like, you're supposed to be my friend, blue guy. And then that's when Thor shows up and smashes Hulk in the face. Uh, and then another. It's like, oh, message here from the White House General. The president just doubled our international aid budget. And Fury says, and to think I voted for Ralph Nader. This scene, uh, like the whole fight scene, is like off that Ultimates movie uh, back when we were talking about that before we started the pod. That's when uh, everyone comes together. Dude, oh, I think my chair just broke. <laughs> <laughs> You're hulking out too Riveting. much. And all this ends like Thor's beating the shit out of him. Was and then, Ralph Nader even like a presidential can- candidate? Yes, he was. In, yeah, he was a third party candidate in, in, in two thousand. Mm, I guess he was. I, I think for Bush Gore, he was. I guess yeah. he was. <clears throat> and all this ends with Hulk giving his creepiest smile, saying, "Nah, Thor's hammer just made Hulk horny for Betty again, hippie." Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this series started off like. Not bad. Yeah, and then this. So I wanted to get to like five and six because this is where the turn happens. Um, so they're going to use Freddie Prince and Betty as bait, and Banner's beating the shit out of Cap, and like, she's like, uh, "He's not even here. She's over there." The, and, the wasp is in like his in his ear. I don't mind that part, but yeah. So she's crawling through his. Well, ear. I, I know. I'm just explaining what's yeah. where she's at, and she zaps him in his brain. Um. In a, I guess in the spot of his brain where like it turns off his I don't know rage center, and they show up. And he's like, <laughs> Banders is like, don't hurt me, please. Like I was, it was only trying to help. It was part of the plan to bring the whole team together. So everyone, like, you understand, don't you? And Cap's like, yeah, I totally understand. Uh, you're one of the game for God's sake. You're part of the team. He's like, I just want to make sure that you get brought, like take all those cuts and bruises taken care of. And he's like, I don't have anything. And Cap just kicks him in the fucking face. And that is the end of issue five, which is only <laughs> not the worst of issue of because yeah. <laughs> Hulk yeah. saying that he's uh, going to like <laughs> have uh, is horny for Betty is not the grossest thing sex wise. Yeah, be- yeah, because we're in issue six, which is where this book takes a fucking turn. Yep, uh, which there's like many weird ass things. So like we go from here. Um, so the issue starts. We see like everyone's getting treated, and it's Betty and Fury. And she's like, you know, I kind of feel like a little responsible for this. It's like, oh, you weren't the one pushing the buildings. And then he's like, yeah, but the thing with like me flirting with Freddie Prince, I've been treating him like dirt, might have pushed him over the edge. But like, and then she kind of says like, all of a sudden she's like, it is kind of a little flattering though, isn't it? It's like, oh my God, like this Betty Ross is like so fucked as well. I mean, like, I think like that's also just like, I don't know, man. Mark Millar is writing all the women in this book as either being manipulative or weak or like victims, and it's just like not 
it's not good. Because it and, happens uh, in a later issue, too. And, where... and, and you might say, what about the Wasp? Well, we'll get to her. Because <laughs> yeah, in a later issue, she makes a comment of, like, like they're watching video of something, and she's like, oh, my God, you ate that guy. Do you think Nick would allow conjugal visits? In, like, the same line, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was... I, I just finished it before we started yeah, I think that's, and that's, like, that, one of the last panels. Yeah. That is really gross. So Ooh. we got Cap all beat the shit out of doing interviews. Uh, Tony and Thor. Janet's on um, Oprah or something. And then we show Hank, who's knocked the fuck out with a bleeding nose and his jaw's broken. And Janet says, like, oh, he'll be fine. Um, it'll be, fe- like, a while before he can grow big again. I think he knows more bruised than his body. And then we cut back to Furies talking to um, Janet. And she's like, oh, you're going to, you know, they see, like, oh, you're on Regis and all this other stuff. Doing things like, oh, uh, it's like Banner and I spend six months trying to get Thor to join the team. And Tony, like, we never thought of having, inviting him over for dinner. Then we cut to Cap, Tony, and Thor having dinner, which Tony's selling all his shit in his penthouse. And this is the reveal where Tony says, uh, I don't know if it's here or later on, but basically in this thing, we keep cutting back between the two. So they're having dinner, and then we cut to Janet's visiting Hank. Hank's got a five o'clock shadow. He's like, I'm just trying to finish this up. And she's like, no, it's an emergency, Hank. And like, I know things didn't pan out with all with the Hulk with you. But you were really, really brave. And he's like, don't, don't patronize me. Uh, why do you always do this? It drives me nuts. Why do you always like cut me down? And she's like kind of still yeah, being cheerful. Doesn't this, seem, doesn't this seem like really out of nowhere? Yeah, like, I guess he, like, he has black eyes still. And he's just like really shitty about the whole thing. It's like, it's but, like, it's like you... but it's like, this feels like very reminiscent. It's like, as you're like reading this, it's like if you're familiar with like old Marvel you could just see where this is going. And it's like, it's, you know, it's like, this makes sense if you're like, also like telling about this time where like, um, Hank Pym, like, because it's like, this basically builds up to where Hank Pym's going to punch Janet in the face. And like, and not to excuse it, but like the idea of like, when he punches like Janet in the face and like, in the past, is like, there's like a build up to it, to when it happens. And in this, it just, it's like, it just seems out of nowhere. Oh, like, it's completely like, out of nowhere. There's, like, nothing about their relationship that has been up to this point that has been nothing but playful. Yeah, because she's basically just like, oh, like, don't be horrible. And he's like, oh, th- like, what do you expect? Like, I'm a laughing stock. There's a picture of you with your tongue down Captain America's throat, which I, what are they saying? It's like a Photoshop or something? Yeah, I, I never saw that. Um, and he's like, it wouldn't be flirting with you if he knew what really weren't she's like and what's that oh i don't know let's see asian five foot three immaculate biologist oh wait i mean a, a mutant you idiot so that's a big obviously change so janet's a mutant and he's like oh all this hysteria like that's actually if- like that's actually like a really cool uh little change, change. i do yeah. like the idea it makes it makes them like how they come up with everything a lot more interesting that he basically broke her mutant uh, power down, and that's how he created the idea, like the pin particles. Mm. And then they get into like, oh, he like saw you eating caterpillars and beetles and hiding in your larval nest during the mutant hysteria. Would they have done that? They think if you were so special, if uh, waking up every six weeks to find eggs in their bed. Uh, basically, I guess like the idea is like she's like a butterfly person. No, she's a wasp. But she has a. <laughs> 
and um, then she eat she eats bugs and she like lives in a in a hive and like she's like an actual bug person. Yeah, but like I don't know, like the larval nest made me think of like coon, but I guess like it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like your personal hygiene makes me sick to my stomach sometimes. And she's like, oh, I didn't see you complaining when you took credit for the powers you got based off of my goddamn mutant formula, like my mutant thing. It's like, what do you imply? I couldn't come up with this on my own. She's like, oh, you're such a was it like polymath. I don't even know what that one's. Basically, she just says that like he's a fucking idiot. Uh, and let's see how many super soldiers Thanks. you create. Yeah, he's basically just being sorry for himself, and he feels embarrassed. Because I mean, like, I, okay, like, it, it, like I guess, I, like, oh, it, it makes sense in a way that he's super egotistical and full of himself. And, it's, and the first time out, he gets knocked on his ass, and instead of getting the credit that he feels like he deserves, Janet's the one that gets the credit, and she's the one that goes on like all these different talk shows. But like yeah. at the end of the day, it's like. Again, there have been no seeds planted for like this massive turn, other than six one six. Hank Pym is kind of a, a dickhead. Yeah, which this version gets even worse because, like, so it's like, oh, like, well, like, what are you gonna do? Just make everybody big and tall, and then have a helmet, talk to ants, and then she says, Bruce Banner was twice the uh, G man you'll ever be, and you know it, Mister. And then he, I guess, it slaps her in the face, and he so- says. So I think it's, like, also, like, very important to go back to the idea of, like, why the Ultimates, or, like, not the Ultimate, but the the Ultimates, but, like, the Ultimate Universe is created. The Ultimate Universe, I feel like, was created as a way of, like, not only, like, getting new readers at the ground level on, like, Marvel heroes, but also to erase, like, a lot of the baggage that has come with certain characters, like Hank Pym, because Hank Pym Ever since he punched Janet in her face in like 1970 or 1980 or whenever that comic came out, he like that is defining moment. Like yeah, it doesn't it's the matter. reason why he's not Ant Man in the movie. Like he's it's not. The, it's absolutely the reason he's not Ant Man in those movies. And like yeah. for Mark Millar to think to replicate this really heinous moment. Oh, to replicate and escalate. <laughs> Yeah, not only replicate it, but like, hey, let me like also do something that's like ten times as worse as it. Yeah. It just like makes no sense to me. Yeah, because he's like, oh no, I'm so sorry. She elbows him in the face and then cracks him in the head with a radio. And then we cut back to the sweet little dinner between as she should. Uh, Thor, Steve, and Tony, and like they're all talking, and then they're like, oh, blah blah blah. And then we cut back, and it's she biting him and he's slapping her and punching her and she says drop dead and then she shrinks so now she is tiny naked. and naked like yeah and zapping him in which we get to see like wasp tiny wasp butt and side boob and he's like ow 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 and then all of a sudden he grabs which why they would even have like he grabs bug spray. a bug spray and sprays her um I, and he's like I bet it feels like napalm she runs under the cupboard and then it's like her in like a fetal position hiding underneath like his desk. And, and he's he like, sends, and he sends the ants after her. Mm, yeah, he says, super don't think cool. like I can't get to you. And then yeah, he puts on his helmet and she's attacked by thousands of ants. And it's like, you shouldn't have made me look small. And like, cut to this. Off. That's yeah. Well, and it's like I like I don't mind the idea of cutting back and forth between like this pleasant dinner and like this horrible scene was like this horrible scene did not need to happen. Um, and Tony's like, I got brain cancer. 
Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And gives Cap his old helmet. They all cheers. I actually, then... I actually do like when uh, I think it's like kind of funny when uh, Tony's like, "Yeah, I got this uh, brain tumor the size of a golf ball. It's pretty inoperable." And Steve Rogers is basically like, "Is this a joke? Is this one of those ironic things <laughs> I never get seen to get?" I feel like, like this I, is I, like what turned like, into the like. I get that reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do feel like he strangely gets like he does a decent job with like writing steve in this time period like a man out of time thing and i like this conversation these three guys have but yeah then we cut to hank is like what have i got oh my god jan what have i done and then you have the bottle there's like pills everywhere the ants in her dress and that is the end of issue six it it sucks man yeah yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's just like, like I like literally, I like I wish that there was like a camera on me when I'm like what when I'm reading this comic. Like, I'm just like, yeah, like this comic doesn't seem so bad so far. I'm like five is like not great, but it's like it's not super bad. And then it's like six, and I'm like, okay, yeah. This well, sucks. that's when like it starts to get weird. And like again, once they get to like the fighting in the second part, like. It's fine because it's like oh because we'll, we'll we'll get to it but like the introduction of Black Widow and Hawkeye like I think is not too bad. I kind of like the joke of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. It's like oh if you slow down the cameras then you'll see like I was doing this and this and Black Widow's like shut the fuck up yeah like, you're bullshit and like the big fight at the end. I like how Cap uses Hulk. It's very kind of it's like a the movie did that in like a infinitely toned down way of when Cap goes Hulk smash. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of does that. It's like that bad man over there tried to touch Betty and Hulk goes and like rapes his face, mm-hmm. uh, which is normally like a, Oh, he like, I'm joking to be like extreme, but not in this book. <laughs> but yeah, like the second part is, fine and then it just continues <sighs> what's yeah, weird man. is like ultimates one and two are not seen as being horrible horrible it's ultimates three is like the point where everything just becomes hell in a handbasket it gets worse somehow well yeah well i don't even i can't like, i'm trying to remember I when I, like, I don't even think three is like all that bad like i i think like it, it like three just kind of feels like well this it this feels like a very dated comic from the early 2000s like five is like where I'm just like there's just like a lot of just like small. Oh no, I meant I meant um just like, ultimate three, not issue three. Oh oh yeah ult- oh yeah Joe oh, Jesus Christ yeah uh ultimate well it's so it's so weird because ultimate three has Joe Mad art and the and the art is like very good I feel like but I also love Joe Mad but yeah like that book is ultimate three is is the beginning of the end. And then ultimates or the ultimatum is just like not not just the final nail in the coffin, but like we put the final nail in the coffin. We also put the coffin in the ground. We also put cement over that coffin. Yeah, I'm just I just clicked ultimate three. Ultimate three starts with the leaked sex tape of Black Widow and Tony Stark. Yep. Awesome. That's super cool. Oh, oh no. Like issue one is basically also um, the wasp. And talking to Captain America about how uh, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch are like a couple, and he doesn't Captain get America, it. And Captain America's like not getting into it, and the Wasp is like, "Oh, they're in love." And then the issue ends with uh, Scarlet Witch being killed. Oh, 
which nice. becomes like a whole thing. And also like, so Venom attacks and like Wasp is in a different cause. This is also post Hawkeye's entire family dying. And he basically has now become Bullseye in many uh, ways. Yeah, spoiler for Ultimates 2, uh, his entire family dies, and then he, like... He murders an entire room of people while he rips off his own fingernails? Yeah, he rips off his fingernails what? and he flicks them to kill people. Okay, it's, it's It's actually, like, really... It was really metal for, like, school-age me. I was like, oh, that's badass. Hawkeye's a fucking man. But, like... Also, we have Valkyrie show up, who is like a 15-year-old girl that Thor drags around, who he's hooking up with Ooh. in Ultimates 3. Yikes. Wait, what? There's like, yeah, Valkyrie is like a young girl that Thor brings around. Oh, I do not remember that. But yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm literally scrolling through it. I'm like, and Thor's like old. This is his past where like in the X-Men books, um, what do you call it? Uh... I think at the same time, so Scarlet Witch dies, Cyclops is assassinated, and they also, like, Wolverine walks in on Scarlet and Quicksilver straight up doing it, and him surprising them is, like, her magic makes the dinosaurs in the Savage Lands. Mm-hmm. Because um, Magneto tells him to kill them, I what? believe. Uh, Ultimate Valkyrie is 19 years old from Wikipedia. Okay. Okay, I had, I, I seem to remember her being, like, way younger than I mean, they say Maybe 19 years just... old, but it could be also like one of those things where she is, um, you know, drawn. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember though, because like, in, and then in Ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine, we find out Wolverine's mutant power isn't his healing factor. It's like survivability. And there's a point where Nick Fury cut off his head and he's just talking to the head of Wolverine. What? Yes. And Hulk also has like the ultimate. Uh, was it? I think it's like Ultimate. However, it's Ultimate Hulk. Like Iron Man. Like it starts off with like Iron Hulk. Like a uh, Bander basically goes to Stark. He's like, "We're the two smartest people in the world. How can we not fix this?" And basically, like Tony's like, "All right, let's replicate the uh, the what the surface of Venus would be like." And Hulk adapts to it. So Hulk is basically unkillable. And they do like a really weird Ultimate version of. You know what? Good. Good for them. Oh, and that's not even the crazy in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, the mutants didn't just happen; they were created. Oh yeah, what? Yeah. So the the, the mutants are a government like conspiracy of creation, and Wolverine is the original. Mutant. Yep. So, wait, is he? Like, they took like, Wolverine and created the mutant genome and introduced it into the world. Why? I think the idea was to to give humans the ability to fight off invading aliens species okay okay fair um and but black... that kind of eliminates the whole thing that x-men stands for but yeah and i'm pretty know. sure black panther was like you a... say that wouldn't you i'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure black panther so. was like a kidnapped government experiment and he's a mute black panther's a mute okay i feel like that's right look, i feel like the I, ultimate look. universe it was just kind of a mistake look at it the end of the day it wasn't I... really it, it, you know what? You're right. It wasn't. Like, I mean, like, Ultimate Spider-Man is very good, and there are, like, a lot of, like, kind of cool things about Ultimate X-Men, um, and, and, like, the Ultimates for the day is not bad, but, you know, there, it, it gets to a certain point where I feel like it loses its way, and it's around the Ultimates, and, like, X-Men, 
Fantastic Four, um, and the Ultimates were like bad at a certain point. But like Ultimate Spider Man, like kind of just trudged along because like, hey, when you have like the same creative team for like twelve years, that book like has a very constant, you know, like barrier of quality. Um, and there's also like kind of a reason why like post Ultimates universe, there are only like two surviving like characters from that entire universe, and one yes, of them is Miles, Miles Morales. Yeah, and that like I like I said before, like there are interesting ideas sprinkled in here. I I don't like as crazy as Ultimate Iron Man is. Like I think there's interesting ideas in there. As horrible as Ultimate Hulk is, I think Ultimate Banner is like an interesting character. Um, and there's I like, like the idea of the Hulk serum. That's a cool idea. And the, yeah. like, how it gets integrated into Banner is an interesting thing. It's just I wish Banner was a better character. And maybe they expand on it better in the, his single issue. Um, but... in, in Ultimate, in Hulk versus Wolverine, like they do a decent job and they show him going to therapy and stuff. Um, and that stuff is interesting. And he ends up going to Tibet and the guy's like, what if you're not changing into the Hulk, but the Hulk is changing into you? And like you're the shitty personality, and then that's how we get an amalgam. We also get a She-Hulk in it as well, uh, which is weird. And ultimate Wait. Jessica, uh, what's the she like? The She-Hulk is not Jessica; it's Betty. Wait, ultimate? There's an ultimate She-Hulk. Yes, I Banner. Uh, what do you call it? What is the She-Hulk? What's her name? Jessica. Jessica Walters. Walters is a scientist, not a lawyer, and she fixes the Hulk formula, and Betty steals it and takes it. And she uh, becomes ultimate She-Hulk. And then Hulk. while her and while him and Wolverine are fighting, she shows up and she starts fighting the Hulk. And then from Wolverine's perspective, he's like, I couldn't tell when they were fighting and when they were fucking. Sweet. Oh, this is an ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk? Yes. That's also where Wolverine is just the Uh yeah. I which is I don't the think I, I don't think I ever finished this series. Well, then. that was the series that's like the most delayed series of all time. Like I think it took like three years to come out, something crazy like that. Yeah. Well, fuck. Like that. That entire Ultimates. Well, Ultimates was a comic that was like also just like super delayed. What's just um, funny is like the thing I liked the most that was like kind of tangential to the ultimate universe. Oh, it was three years between them. February 06 to July 09 for ultimate Wolverine Hulk. So three and a half years. Uh, I'm looking at December 05 to 09. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, well, uh, December 05 to May 09. Okay. So like four years almost <laughs> for six issues. Um, but was the squadron Supreme was something I loved when they came out. And By the that, way, yeah, that weirdly tied into the Ultimates. Well, because they did like Supreme Power. Yeah, they did Supreme Power, which if you don't know, like the original were they originally Squadron Supreme? Yes. It's the Marvel goof on DC, and then they did like an Ultimates version of them in a different universe, and it's actually really interesting. Well, Supreme Power originally was not an Ultimates version. No, they are separate universes, and then they crossed over with each other. Yeah, but like Squadron Supreme and Supreme Power are two very different things. Or they're two different things. Okay, the one that was at the same time as the old Supreme Power, is yeah. that it? So Supreme Power was like a J. Michael Straczynski like relaunch of Squadron um, Supreme. Squadron Supreme in the style of Ultimates. And then they did Supreme Power, 
which was the crossover of uh Supreme the this the the relaunch of Supreme with the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, because like thing wasn't it like Reed Richards was like killing the the Squadron universe by accident yeah. or something? Yeah, but then yeah. like hey that Reed becomes the maker and like hey I I don't think so much of that was next. Yes, which I was out of Ultimates way before that. So, but squad like um that Squadron Supreme or whatever that squadron is i think an interesting take on superheroes and like that idea of like those characters like the aquaman version is really fucking weird because it's like a fish lady it's kind of like um shape of a water person oh yeah uh i don't know she's cute trying to remember (laughs) but yeah uh we will finish up ultimates next week or next show because it's now it's after midnight on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize Ryan tipped out. Um, so, yeah, well, we'll finish that up uh, next week. Uh, quick round of plugs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Question Connor. And I, on Instagram, I'm at Maybe Connor. Uh, that's all, folks. Uh, you can find me at John, J O H N underscore F N underscore Siler, S E I L E R. Uh, or talk about work shit and a bunch of other things. Uh, also, same Instagram, same name. Yep. And don't forget to check out all the other shows. Leave a five-star review. Uh, tell your dad about this. Yeah, tell your dad, tell your friend. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. We'll catch you next time. Adios. I love you. Uh, thank you for listening to After Dark and the fantabulous emancipation of one John Seiler. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I'll join the grid.